coming to order the Peacefair Town Council regular meeting for Monday, August 12, 2019. And let the record show that the meeting started at four minutes after five. So uh, that takes us to the adoption of the agenda. Are there any additions, uh, Mr. McLeod? Just one addition, uh, Your Worship, uh, Section 8.4, Request for Decision on the Lobbying Seminar. That would be under new business? Yes, it would be. Are there any deletions? There is one, uh, Section 8.2, Request for Decision, the Serving as Policy and Utility by law. De decided to defer that to the next council meeting. Well, I think we made history. This must be the first deletion in eight years. Second. 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 Oh, okay. Very good. Uh, somebody who wishes to, uh, Mr. Needham, wishes to adopt the agenda as amended. All in favor? Okay. That takes us to the minutes of the July 22nd, 2019 regular council meeting. Are there any Corrections, deletions, clarifications, etc., that are required there. All in favor of Mr. Gibbs' motion? Passed. And on the July 29th, 2019 special council meeting, were you able to find any false statements in that? Seven minutes, Mr. Hill. Anyone else? All in, uh, somebody want to make a motion to adopt that? Mr. Needham, all in favor? Are there any public hearings, Mr. McQuaid? Or none, Your Worship. That takes us to presentations. Uh, the first uh, presentation is the Senior Citizens Club Multiplex Donation. A little early for the senior citizens. And how much was that going to be for five thousand? Ten thousand. Ten thousand. That is phenomenal. Uh, that takes us to. We'll move on to grants and organizations. Then there's a. Miserable Miles. Welcome back. Thank you. Um, I'm missing a few people today. My one that was going to come, I think she's going to be here still, but she works for forestry, so she's pretty, she had a busy day. Um, the next she's just chopping. Right? Okay. Okay. Chanel Thompson. I've been here a few times with a few different organizations, but this is our fourth uh, annual Miserable Miles that will be happening in September. Yeah. And you want to uh, present, tell us about Miserable Miles? Um, Besides the fact that you want X number of dollars. <laughs> so, like I said, this is our fourth year. Um, Nadine, if she shows up on time, and if not, I can just email it, but she's got the stats from last year. 
Um, each year we've consistently had more than 150 participants from all over. Um, actually last year we ended up having six register from the Northwest Territories, which was pretty cool. Um, this year is going on a little bit of a different approach. Um, we're picking, we're, the, the group we're choosing this year is the local mental health group called the Clubhouse, is who we're hoping to give back to. So our big purchase from last year, or the last three years that we've been saving up for was our chip timer, which we did end up purchasing. Uh, we just received it in May and we're going to do a trial run right away. Um, with the dollar, uh, it cost quite a bit more than we were anticipating. Um, we thought it'd be around six grand and with the exchange it was around 9,600, which sucked, but whatever. And then we purchased all the bids and all the chips and all that stuff. So that's been purchased, depleted the bank account quite a bit. Um, we also started um, gathering uh, items for the food bank this year and we're at just about $2,000 the food to donate there and we're going to keep collecting until August 23rd and then stop until race day and then we'll keep um, pushing it for that day so big donation to the food bank this year and hopefully um, we're hoping to get enough grant money uh, to cover all of our operational costs so that we can use almost all of our um, registration fees to make a big donation to the clubhouse so last year we um, chose the dance clubs. They came, they ran the barbecue for us. This year we've got three food trucks um, coming. So we're gonna have food trucks and then we've got the local brewery coming up um, to sell their stuff. So it's just a big local event this year. Um, we don't have many new obstacles this year because we spent most of our money on the, um, on the chip timer, but next year we're hoping to start saving for a really awesome slip and slide. Instead of making it, we use it with Polly and it's um, it's actually really expensive and it doesn't last from year to year. We have to replace it every single year. So we're hoping to jump on, um, it's not really a bouncy castle, but it's that material and the, uh, the Nighthawk Ski Hill in Grand Prairie uses one, very similar, and it would probably last them years. So yeah, it's going great. Our early word registration is higher than last year at this point this point excuse me and we'll cut that off on the 15th and then it'll be regular registration and then you can register race day as well um, it's really just a super awesome event we've had lots of support from a lot of people in the community i understand uh <coughs> councillor norm duval from northern sunrise county uh, is participating yes and i've convinced my grandpa to do it this year oh. so we've been out to, he just had his hernia surgery and he's <laughs> healing up and he had a 75th birthday and we're gonna hit the hill <laughs> and, and so how much did northern sunrise county donate to you? five thousand five thousand yes okay that does not allow you to give norm devout <laughs> sounds good <laughs> that's great <laughs> oh and i have I, Nadine has that as well. She actually just texted me, she will be here, but we have, uh, we got some wood cookies made last year that just said Miserable Miles 2019, and we would like, if you guys would like to put one in your uh, time capsule this year, oh. we have a couple. So one, just thanking you guys for your support last year, and then one for the time capsule as well. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. Yeah, by the time we, go ahead. We may end up with some paperwork 
attached to that. Okay. So stay tuned. Sounds great. Yeah. yeah. But leave it with us tonight if you can. Yes, absolutely. Maybe you should have it with them. Are you going to use the new finish line? Absolutely. We used it last year, Good. and uh, yeah, it's it's an it's awesome. It's really cool for pictures. And then our new the sweet thing with our chip timer is, um, and we're just learning about it, but we were able to with your chip you can upload it to like any social media whatever facebook instagram and as soon as you cross that finish line it posts a picture of you and your time and it says i completed the miserable miles and it posts it automatically and then it shows all of our sponsors as well which is really cool don't post it on peace river politics no one will read the times yeah <laughs> no doubt <laughs> no it's it's really awesome and we're just so happy that year after year it continues and we haven't really had to struggle too much with volunteers or with um with participants and donations and even just with the local donors this year that's what we did is i went to several um local businesses and just started the food bank challenge so far, everyone's been in like a $200 donation, and I still have about 15 places to hit up, so I'm hoping that by race day we can have a huge donation to them, because I just find that Christmas is the only time that they really get the big donations, and they're in need all the time, and I think yeah. it'd be really awesome to be able to hit them up here in a couple of weeks. Oh, you guys are doing great. So, Chantal, um, in terms, this is kind of a little off topic, but we're always concerned at the town with organizations and them being able to carry on year to year and so on. So uh, do you have new people that are joining your executive one or so a year? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean that way? Yeah. So what we, this year, um, our, our board has stayed the same the last four years. There's been no change, which is awesome. And then we've created like a subcommittee, uh, which gets new people. Um, so we've got a few teachers that have joined just for like registration and timing and stuff like that. And then we've got a, an obstacle committee and then we've got, um, we've got, yeah, we've got three subcommittees under us and it's, we've really had no issues with people joining. It's been awesome. Well, that's great because sometimes we've observed that uh, the same group gets tired out over time. The burnout, I understand yeah. that, yes. No, that's great. So your uh, request is for uh, uh, 5000 in funding? Yes. Okay, great. Uh, any other questions? If I, uh, what do, what, do uh, what is the registration fee? So what, early, what's Norm Duvall going to write a check for? $55, $55 for early bird registration. $55, and then you're going to give them a t-shirt when it's all said and done. Yes. Is that what you're going to do? Yes. Great. And a lovely experience. Absolutely. A good photo up at the finish line. <laughs> that is a huge cost is the t-shirts for sure. They usually cost us around six grand a year. Um, I think because we're such a small town, eventually like next year, maybe the year after, we do need to start thinking about charging more. Like for the food trucks this year, it's not a cost to come park there. We don't, they just keep all profits. We just really wanted to hit up all the local guys um, and then maybe eventually, like if you go to bigger races in the cities, you pay your registration fee and then you pay $20 for a t-shirt. Right now we're not charging. I think we will have to start looking at that because that's a huge cost, huge cost. But that's where a lot of the sponsors come in. Um, you know, you have a gold sponsor, platinum sponsor, which this year we only actually have one because we never went after the businesses this year. My company just came forward and said that they would like to be a big donor. Um, that covers 
quite a bit of the t-shirt costs and even just the in-kind donations which help us out huge like rent cove they give us the skid steer every year um that's you know 1500 bucks alone and a lot of the obstacles were handmade by people and they were just doing it out of their pockets last year our big expense was our monkey bar set that um, was built and it was 1500 of materials but it's absolutely beautiful and it'll last for years so a lot of the costs really do stay pretty low a lot of the overhead this year we have to rent the ski hill um, which is totally fair we've had it given to us the last three years uh, we've lucked out with the peace fest and pond hockey tents every year and then in turn um, we'll volunteer our services to them at pond hockey season so it's kind of nonprofits helping nonprofits and then with not going to the businesses this year for money we took the food bank route because people are always well usually willing to help out and it's something you can physically tell them that the money's going towards or the food is going towards not just would you like to sponsor miserable miles and they're like okay what does it get me <laughs> advertising but food bank is a lot different so yeah, it's your employer is rock steady oil field okay Good. Go ahead. Just one question, and maybe it's because I'm not reading numbers right. You, on your projected budget, you have an income of uh, fiscal 14,000. Okay. And an expenses of 22, which is around seven, $8,000 difference. And normally a budget sort of balances. So there, and I'm, I'm assuming you have uh, income that's going to counter that so yes so i think no with this budget here so all of my people are on holidays so i was messing around with our google drive right. and i didn't realize that there's like different tabs with different months and right. i was putting everything under the projected budget instead of in the months and then i screwed up the calculations and the uh formula sorry so I can actually send you guys the proper budget from our actual accounting program, and it makes more sense because this budget doesn't show what's in a bank account either. And, and it also doesn't seem to show a whole lot of you talk about the revenues from some of the other sources yeah. that you have. So I just wanted to point that out. That would be really helpful. Yes, I will send you guys that um, because Carol did our grant application. I printed everything off of the Google Drive, and I did notice that it was not correct. So yeah, because this doesn't reflect what's actually in our bank account right now. So I will send you a proper budget. Um, I could just email probably. Okay, yeah, yeah, I have Alan's email. So I'll email the proper budget and all as well as last year's balance sheet from the end and then the stats from last year, which I was hoping to give you guys um, in person, but I will get that to you. And I'll email Alan um, tomorrow. I have it all sitting there. Thank you very much. You, you are welcome. You guys have done an incredible job over the years. So. Thank you. Super, yeah. Well, thank you very much. We don't make a decision right away, but yeah. uh, I um, personally, I don't see there being any problems okay. with your application. Now, there may be six other people that don't agree. <laughs> okay, that's I fair. Don't think that would be the case. I sit on five different board of directors. I get how it works. <laughs> okay, well, thank you. I appreciate your time, and I will get you guys all the updated information so that you have it. Super, thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Go straight to bylaws. Bylaw 2052, utility rate bylaw. Hey, Mr. Schramm. 
evening, Council. Um, I'm presenting tonight a request for decision regarding uh, bylaw 2052, which is a bylaw to update the utility rates. Um, at a joint meeting of the Council of the Town of East River and the County of Northern Lights, an agreement was reached regarding providing water to the County of Northern Lights and the water rates for the County of Northern Lights customers. Based on the town's current utility rate, this agreed proposed agreement of proposed rate calculation established the rates would be $4.14 a cubic meter for the first 16.5 cubic meters of water per connection and $5.65 per cubic meter for any volume of water over this amount. This rate of 4.14 will be applied per cubic meter of water consumed by the Shaftesbury Water Co-op. As this new rate needs to be incorporated into the town's utility rate bylaw, staff have drafted bylaw 2052, which reflects these changes. Um, so the two options are to, to provide first, second, and third reading to bylaw 2052, a bylaw, a bylaw to repeal and replace bylaw 2041, a bylaw to govern the supply of potable water and the operation of the sewer system, including the fix, fixing of rates, charges, and conditions for the supply of potable water and the supply of sewer services. The other option would be to decline uh, passing bylaw 2052. So that's um, the options that I've put forward. So um, you mentioned 414 to Jasper Water Co-op, correct? Correct. And 414 to the Faisonville operation? Correct. And then everything over a certain amount, you know, I guess charge at 565, would you say? Um, yeah, 565. Which is our bulk water use rate. And this reflects the monthly Your worship, I would uh, suggest first reading to uh, bylaw 2052. Okay. Uh, I think we have a question from the no, I was gonna... Oh, you're going to try and beat Mr. Needham to the punch. Okay. Mm -hmm. All in favor of first reading on this bylaw? Are you voting? I'll move the second reading. Oh, sorry. Mr. Good missed that first reading. <laughs> okay. okay, all in favor of second reading by the deputy mayor? Motion to go to third reading. Okay. And who is going to make third reading? Ms. Downing, all in favor? It's passed. Thank you. Thank you. Send Thank you. the uh, good news to uh, to the county of Northern Lights. Will do. Our point man on the GST issue. 
<laughs> well, we have a lot of points to make with this, so we'll see how that works. Uh, your worship and counsel before you is a draft resolution that we would like to forward to AUMA in terms of our GST issue that we're having with the, the federal government. Just as a quick recap, the federal government has deemed that transfers between municipalities for the provision of services or grant funding um, are taxable. So normally, traditionally, they have been treated as non-exempt, or sorry, exempt. Um, now they're being treated as non-exempt and therefore taxable. This is a significant impact, not just for us, but every municipality in Canada, if this is allowed to to continue and go forward, our position remains that um, this should be a exempt type activity and not subject to taxation. In terms of actions that the town has taken to date, um, there's been several fronts that we've embarked upon to try to garner support, um, either with agencies, organizations, or municipalities. The FCM, the Federation of Canadian Municipalities, has received a package from the town, um, and they're, they're probably the most interested group at this point. Uh, their mandate is to represent municipalities across Canada. They see the potential impact of allowing this ruling to stand. Um, so they've contacted town administration, and they are looking to um, provide some funding assistance, or they're, they're looking, they're, they're willing to throw their own money to to assist in the review of this, whether that's independent or in conjunction with ours, ultimately to be determined, but they are looking to provide um, input, strong input, I would suggest, into this matter. In terms of local organizations, um, the RMA and the NEL, um, Northern Alberta Elected Leaders, and Northern Alberta Development Council, um, they've been made aware of this matter, but they generally haven't been able to meet on on uh, these and deal with them. So they've they've been received at the staff level, but their organizations haven't been able to to get together as a, a larger group and and determine what their involvement or interest will be. But of course, they'll have a a significant interest in this also. Um, Municipal Affairs has contacted the town. They are they are again concerned and are looking to develop a position to um, to you know work with either existing groups or the minister to alleviate or, or eliminate this issue uh, we've sent correspondence to every municipality in Alberta um, providing them with what's happened um, we've received um, we were starting to receive inquiries now um, I've received a couple today I know Ms. McQuaig has received a couple um, again, just people looking for background, what the impacts are, um, and again, a significant amount of concern over uh, this, if this were to be allowed to happen, what the impact will be. Um, there's also similar cases where um, we've done some other investigations and we've found agreements, and this one from the town of Olds, which has an existing agreement, which contains identical wording to Peace River. So, you know, we reached out to Olds and see what's the status. Have they ever been audited? Has this become an issue for them? Um, could it become an issue for them? So again, we're just sort of doing other due diligence works to to see if it's been um, 
reviewed before and if this is a case of an, an auditor who may or may not have gone too far. Um, significant media coverage, um, both local media as well as CBC over the weekend or late last week. We know it hit our MPs um, Facebook page. Um, a lot of comments on there, I was scrolling through them. Uh, a lot of concerns, so this is starting to get a lot of traction. Um, and then the big one, and this is the one that we're talking about right now, is a AUMA. Um, and they've been very active in working with us on this concern. Um, they've requested and received town's consent to contact our, our auditor to discuss the particulars. We've allowed them to do that. Um, and they are working with KPMG, another um, accounting audit firm, to to <coughs> conduct another review and we'll revise the town on the outcome. Um, AUMA is also working with FCM legal departments to share information and discuss options. And they're also preparing lists um, of potential people we could approach for advocacy and other options relating to a, a more political bent to this if we have to do that. Um, finally, AUMA has also agreed to consider an extraordinary resolution at our membership during the conference this September. Staff have prepared a resolution and submitted it to AUMA for review. They have reviewed and they have approved the draft resolution. And the AUMA board has also agreed to consider providing financial or other support to the town's appeal, again, depending on where that goes. So for the extraordinary re resolution to be accepted, a formal motion from our town requesting, um, or from the requesting munici municipality must accompany the request. So administration is asking council to review the attached resolution um, and consider the affirmative in providing a motion consenting to submittal to AUMA. The resolution will then be considered by the board for inclusion on the conference agenda. I'm not going to go through the motion itself. It's at the end of the report. It is one to two and a half pages. Um, we've had a chance to read it again. It just really clearly articulates our position where the CRA, in our opinion, has overstepped their bounds um, in considering these transfers to be taxable as opposed to exempt. So there are a couple options, and again, the first one is that council submit the provided extraordinary resolution to UMA um, or something fairly similar uh, for consideration by the membership at their September conference. Uh, council amend the resolution um, could be another option. And again, we would suggest that any amendments would be minor in nature if possible since AUMA is pre received and reviewed this, um, substantive resolutions could be a little problematic. Or finally, the council may decline to submit any resolution to AUMA, which um, isn't a great option in my, my opinion because we would like this to become front and center with our, our municipal partners across the province and try to garner and solicit their support as we go forward. Are there any questions of Mr. Hill? 
straightforward. Which is to make the motion that the council submit the the, the extraordinary resolution to AUMA for consideration by membership at the AUMA conference in September. I'll make that motion, but I would like to. I'll make that motion with um, Director Towns' comment about substantially similar. In case between now and it going out, there are some minor tweaks that you want to make to it. I just have that allowed in the motion. Okay, so uh, understood. The, so your motion is going to read, Councillor Good makes a motion that Council submit the provided extraordinary resolution to AUMA. Substantially documents substantially similar uh, for consideration by the membership of the AUMA conference in September. All in favor? Passed. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for your work on that. I spoke to it, the work was done by others. So. I know. Thank you. So, yeah. <laughs> The shadow director of the movie. It was And on the note of advocates advocating for the AUMA, uh, for the uh, for uh, GST exemption, uh, we segue quickly into the lobbying seminar. <laughs> <laughs> So this one is mine, your worships. Uh, so the issue, uh, council staff uh, not paid to attend a lobbying seminar hosted by the MD Peace. Uh, the MD Peace has arranged for McEwen University to conduct their lobbying seminar course from 8.30 to 4.30 p.m. on August 21st. The seminar is being hosted with the assistance of Northern Sunrise County at the St. Bizor Cultural Center. And the town has four seats for the seminar and asks if council wishes to enable members to attend. And so you have two options there. And the first option is that up to four members of the council be enabled to attend the lobbying seminar on August 21st. Or option number two, the council declines to enable members to attend the course. And we've had one new councillor, uh, two councillors signify interest in this. Well, I won't be able to attend, so. So who, who's going to attend? Uh, Byron and myself. Uh, uh, yeah, I didn't, I misunderstood the email. I understood it to be, sorry. I understood the email to be that there was one seat available and then Byron jumped on it. But is there four seats available? There are four seats available. Brilliant. I'm interested in one as well. Can you put Councillor Downing's name on one of those seats? Wayne Manzer, you're not going. I'm at work. Okay, so there's still uh, one spot. In the event that um, council can't go, um, the CAO, uh, Mr. Parker, um, uh, suggested that uh, as support for council, um, that uh, I might be a staff member that would attend. Okay, so, so we just need one more. 
I moved that up to four members of council uh, being able to attend the lobbying seminar and if not four members then a combination of uh, councillors and um, staff. Okay. Uh, it takes us to reports. Uh, first item up is community services monthly report. Any questions on that? I see that we have 5,087 fans in uh, Canada, Sunday one, United States, six in Mexico, six in Brazil, two in Peru. On what page? 56 of 89. What happened was in uh, Ms. Hume's absence, I don't have access to the web page statistics, so um, I was playing around with some of the more interesting functionalities of Facebook and found these very interesting statistics as to where our town's actual international reach is. And I thought council might find it interesting. Yeah. See, we get more likes from the female audience as opposed to the male audience. Um, I just like to observe that in the community services report that Shaftesbury Playground did get some new trees, so that's a good thing. Are we up to 100 yet, Ms. Uh, Ms. Bell? Well over. We're closing in on it. Are we counting the light poles, too? We're 100 years old. We deserve 100 trees. They're coming. Yeah. Um, I'd like to, I don't know whose report it's under, but the utility wraps uh, look lovely. Yeah, they look great. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's really great. It only took you three years to, to get them there, right <laughs> there. They're there. They're worth it. The next set will be quicker. <laughs> Excellent. Um, where, what utility box, boxes are those ones going to go under? The next set, wherever you'd like them. Mm. I've got several suggestions. Yeah, myself. yeah. <laughs> Traveling through BC, they're everywhere. The right. city of Kamloops has them on absolutely every neighborhood corner. So we've started with the downtown as part of the downtown beautification plan, but there's nothing stopping us from expanding that to be on other areas of your community. So we can do some targeted approach on certain communities that might need a little more TLC. Well, they make the area look kind of cared for yeah. rather than a gray box. Yeah. Same thing, the painted fire, or fire hydrants uh, kind of make it look good, but uh, I understand there's some issues around yeah, how you can paint but even painting them yellow and whatever yeah. the colors are the wraps of doing the art is been a unique approach that we've taken which um the ones i'm seeing in the cities tend to be photographs of landscapes probably within their existing cities but the art really we don't need pictures of landscapes exactly we have we, we've got enough of it let's the art really sets our community they apart really a little bit really so. Yeah, they're yeah. vibrant too. I could. Uh, Your Worship, I'm just uh, on the topic of wraps. I see Canada Post in yeah, the bigger centers do yeah. do quite an elaborate job. I don't yeah. think we've got any in town, do we? But it might be something to maybe the maybe if the feds give us a GST, maybe they'll give us some wraps for their mailboxes. <laughs> And something else that maybe a strategic plan I don't know. Yeah. Arnold Pearson would give you a wrap. 
Mr. Mayor, I have a comment on the finance. Are we there yet, or should I? No, we're we're still in community. Uh, we're still in uh, community. Are we in community no. services? We were, community and then yeah, kind of jumped to corporate, and then we pulled you back to community. What what does PRMA stand for? Includes our visitors from high level or not? No, they would have all been well. They, in June, they were home, so unless they stayed behind. Okay. Okay, we're on uh, CEO office Mr. corporate Mr. services. Go ahead. Uh, so Tanya, um, the hockey school starts on Monday. Yes, the nineteenth. Nineteenth. Right? Yes. So. People are just going to be walking in there willy-nilly. Have no, you decided what that's going to look it's like? It's backdoor access, so north end door into the arena only, and the rest of the building will be blocked off the best we can without chaining doors and not being fire code. Yeah. And will the will the food booth be open? No, no, okay. not at all. She's not ready yet. But they will all be open for change rooms. Yeah, yeah. Change rooms and the ice is available specifically for hockey school, uh, and that's they knew that's all they were getting this year. Next year, the whole building will be fully available to them. I believe they might have access to one court on the north end of the field house, possibly. But for I don't. Yeah, yeah, I don't know that it's quite ready for that yet, so that might not be available to them. But um, they can make other arrangements. So the ice going in and out, or when ice is in, but you had to yeah. take it in and to get out and, and all of that went seamlessly. Excellent. It, <laughs> it went. Goodness, goodness. It's in. It's ready. <laughs> so just one last thing about your report: the graph that you put in for the swimming pool is yeah. really hard to read. So online, okay. it's really hard to read. So is it typical? Yeah, for, yeah, it's yeah. very faded. Is it the so black? Or is it's it just, it's coming up there, like. Can you oh. see it? Whatever yeah. the words were, they're yeah. the colored. Oh, really? Yeah, it was oh, interesting. Oh, yeah, because in my version, when I printed it, it, it's black. Yeah. Okay. Just a heads up. We'll switch it out for something else. Thanks, Tanya. Yeah. Okay, and now we're on the CAO's Office and Corporate Services Department. I certainly, uh, on the airport, uh, I see there was one comment, uh, there was a comment in there about the air show. Uh, the air show itself went off quite well in the end. I estimated attendance was over 1,500 people uh, and he felt that was a good turnout. I'm assuming this is Mr. Stewart that wrote this. Um, and I concur with this statement. All comments to date that I have found have been positive and comments from Transport Canada were overwhelmingly positive and includes the phrase, one of the safest air shows I've been to, which is great news. 
and uh, and he would like to give a big shout out to his staff who worked extra hours to make everything happen. And it was a great air show, and um, I want to congratulate. Uh, um, what's Vicky's last name? Vicky uh, Jacob. Vicky Jacob. No, no, no the air show. Air show. The air show. Yeah. <laughs> well, she did a tremendous job yeah. pulling everyone together, and uh, yeah, it was a real, uh, it was a great show, great, uh, great celebration of our hundredth, uh, hundredth year. Uh, great job by the uh, Snowbirds. Anybody have any other any questions on here? Um, I see the fire department did two river rescues on July 15th. And uh, although the first one was, uh, there was a report of a person floating down the river through town and on investigation it was found the person was in fact a log that was bobbing in the water. Which would be good news. <laughs> yeah. um, Mr. Mayor, yeah. I have a question on the finance section. Um, just, um, it's good to see that uh, from this, we understand that electronic funds transfer programs, procedures are uh, coming along, I guess, and also that direct debit option for the payment of water bills will be here. So does that mean that if my water bill is $60 and Ms. Downing's is 85, that, uh, and my next one is 55, that we would all be able to just get on the internet and do everything? Actually, what um, what I'm proposing is that we deal with it similar to uh, our tax monthly tax payments, where it's a set amount every month. Oh. But not so much that it would be a set amount of fifty dollars every month. It would be whatever your bill is. So if one month it's thirty dollars and the next month it's fifty dollars, that's what would be. Uh, so we can have variable bills and, and and to be able to accommodate this, you will be asked to. Um, put in a maximum amount that you want taken out for the month. So let's say your average bill is, like mine's about $50, I'll put in maximum 75 so that if there is a fluctuation, I can cover it. And it's an automatic withdrawal up to that amount? withdrawal every month. Okay. Uh, but if your water bill happens to be higher than your maximum, the maximum amount will be withdrawn, but you're still responsible for the rest. So, so it's not quite like the TELUS kind of way of uh, paying TELUS bills online, it's no, this will be modified. This will be taking, coming directly from your account. So it's yeah. hopefully going to help uh, with a lot of the snowbirds. Yeah. Um, and they also, when your bill comes, you will see uh, how much was actually uh, taken from your account. Okay. So if things go to plan, we'll get information on this before the end of September, right? I, I'm hoping. Uh, Ms. Keith is back next week. Um, she uh, She's doing most of the uh, stuff on the accounts payable side, the payment transfers mm -hmm. to our vendors, and she's been quite instrumental in getting the other side of it set up too. Um, she's tested it in, in our system, and we're getting close. Well, it sounds like it'll speed up business in both resident side and business side for payments. We're just trying to make it, um, trying to give options to our customers to make it as convenient, convenient as we can for them. Yeah, yeah. 
Great, thank you. Any other questions? Well, all good reading. Um, just one comment. I see that we, uh, uh, Mr. McQuaid, we, uh, we paid over the, well, it is no hole, but the, the area that was dug out for the water main repair in front of the movie theater. Yes. And I noticed that there's quite a bit of gravel on the sides. I was wondering if we could get the street sweeper down there to yeah, we'll be looking at that now that we've got a substantial number of rains that have gone through. We'll be doing another pass through the town uh, to collect all that gravel. Yeah, there's still a couple other areas in town we need to get to though, but yeah. So, sorry, go ahead. I was, I was just going to say we want to match the, uh, the wraps on the boxes. Yeah, we want pretty pavement too. Well. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it's uh, the pavement patches have certainly been appreciated, I think, and it's nice to see. Um, we can still keep reporting potholes for a while. Or? Yes. Uh, so we've still got a number of other uh, asphalt maintenance programs ongoing. One is pothole patching, and the other is spray patch and and crack sewing. So those three programs are still going on. Uh, we're very active doing spray patching. We um, started some last week and continuing in the next two weeks. So trying to get a, a number of those issues addressed. Also, I noticed uh, with some of the water breaks, some of the sidewalks had to be cut out. I know there was some cut out down uh, towards where the, where the courthouse is and that. When are we expecting to have those sidewalks redone? Uh, we did some concrete repairs last week. We're continuing to do concrete repairs this week and we'll probably hopefully finish up by the end of next week. Yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot of work uh, that shows up in, in those reports, so that's uh, good documentation. People are getting their money's worth. And just one more comment there was. Uh, uh, kind of a social media post that went on last week um, and then there was a nice thank you that came out to Jim and his staff about uh, dealing with that illegal dumping uh, that occurred. It was actually in Northern Sunrise County but in view of uh, some of our residents so what had happened apparently the residents went out and uh, and cleaned it up put it on the side of the road and with uh, the arrangements with Jim and his staff they went and cleaned that up and there was a very positive and uh, nice thank you to Jim and his staff online. So just wanted to point that out. Okay, um, that goes through reports. Uh, maybe a motion to accept the reports for information. Ms. Downing, all in favor? You've got. Um, got four items under information. One, a briefing note uh, regarding the Municipal Planning Commission minutes for May 14th, 2019. Is there any? Uh, so we have uh, Councillor Downing and Deputy Mayor Manzer from the MPC here. Anything you want to underscore in those minutes? I was not in attendance, Your Worship, so I'll have to refer to Deputy Manzer. 
Um, it was a good, uh, very productive, short little meeting because we were able to um, help the development of the six pucks along with one of its development uh, issues. Oh, okay. So that was the main purpose of that. And the development issue was what? Um, it was a, vari um, a variance in square footage for the lot coverage, Okay. basically. Um, and uh, item number two, letter from AUMA to Minister of Justice and Solicitor General regarding policing grants. Is there anything we should know about that particular letter, Mr. Needham? I, I don't think there is. Uh, I think this is just a new political party in office. Uh, the president of AUMA is, I guess, making hay, I guess, in terms of making sure that the policing grant doesn't end. And I, I read the letter, and yeah, I'm really not sure there's anything we're anything we're going to do about anything. Uh, yes, there is an existing committee that's looking at this, um, but I. I, I think the president just decided to write a letter because it was fresh after the election and I think there was some comments made as a part of the run-up and uh, I think that's all he was responding to. Yeah, I see the UCP have uh, got their uh, bumper sticker, Alberta Strong and Free, ready to go. Yeah, I, so I, 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 I would just accept his information. Okay. Um, and there's a thank you note from the town of High Level, thanking us for uh, our hospitality uh, during the uh, during the, uh, the forest fires. I understand it's still quite smoky up there, so. And uh, draft minutes of the August 6, 2019 meeting of the Peace Regional Healthcare Attraction and Retention Committee. Were you able to make that one this time? That is in my committee. Your oh, oh, oh. <laughs> However, <Sometimes>. I attended. <laughs> and I'd just like to report that uh, the top floor of Rotary House, which is scheduled for medical type people, apparently it's been full, fully booked for some time. And I don't know day to day, but that's what we were told. Um, also, we're expecting uh, the usual for uh, second year medical students to come to Peace River in um, September, and they'll be here for the full month, and they're dealing with a rotation in gastrointestinal medicine at Peace River Hospital, so very exciting for them, I'm sure. Anyway, so the, the healthcare committee will do a few hosting things with them to try and entice them back in six or seven years whenever they finish their actual studies. And next April, we are going ahead with the high school skills day. So about 40 students in grades 10 and 11 who intend to go into medical fields uh, will be invited to come to the hospital and basically do mini labs, you know, suture something and this or that to keep them excited about going into medicine. Suture a few wounds, is that what you were suggesting? Yeah, usually it's uh, some sort of animal skin. Very well, throw them in. And so if we uh, get a tummy ache in September, I, I assume we'll be meeting one of these. You might be observed by more than your medical doctor. <laughs> okay, perhaps a motion to accept the four items under information for information, I guess. Motion to accept the four items under information for information. Second. 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 Second.
Mr. Needham, all in favor? Any notices of motion, Mr. McGrave? Uh, none, Your Worship. Um, I don't see any members of the public uh, in the audience. Uh, we know, so we'll uh, just uh, open it up to the media to uh, determine if there's any uh, quotes, interviews, et cetera, et cetera, that uh, Ms. Thompson would like to set up for the Smoky at Peace River Express. Um, so the $10,000 donation for the complex delivery beginning from the seniors, is that? I suspect that's going to be rescheduled. Yeah, we'll ask them to come back. I think they yeah, I'd like to get a picture. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's number one. <laughs> There's so many jokes here. That's a lot of material. We're not yeah. Gonna... <laughs> so I have to confirm. Um, I wanted to note on the air show, the Edmonton air show got canceled. I don't know if you guys saw that. Yeah, so it's great that ours went ahead. Yeah. 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 Um, so we can say ours was a lot better than the Edmonton. We <laughs> <I> can. <laughs> um, I saw a lot of great pictures on my feed. I'll be doing a follow up on GST. Um, I think that's it. Is there anything that you guys can comment? I know there were some social media posts about leasing at the airport. I haven't followed up on you guys yet. Um, certain business members saying they're leaving town because they lost their lease at the airport. I imagine that's probably they said it's before legal. Is there anything anyone can comment on that, or is that something you need to be confident? Um, well, there's uh, one leasee that. Um, that has expressed some discontent mm -hmm. uh, and we're uh, working through that issue. Okay. Um, and I will be following up on the GST. I did see the letter uh, that the RFP posted, Arnold Pearson. Um, and just to clarify, the only municipality that it looked like had this exact same wording in there to municipal agreement was old and you haven't come across anyone yet that's had the same kind of audit on your GST? Well. So the only one that we found so far that has similar wording is old. Is old. We're, okay. we're very confident that there's if not many, old. many, 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 many similar types of agreements where the wording will be very close to, okay. to what we have with our partners. So it is not a unique situation. It's not unique wording. It's not unique agreements. Okay. It's a very standard, typical type intermunicipal wording. And um, all of the actions that are being taken, I can report on those. There's nothing that's too Public sensitive yet or anything. Okay. okay. All right, that satisfies me. Thank you very much, guys. Okay, thank, thank you. you. We'll recess for five, ten minutes.